You're listening to Brain Fuzz, the arts, music, and culture podcast with Joe Kamusa and Matthew White. Today, Matthew unveils an AI-assisted art show curation experiment using ChatGPT, resulting in three proposed shows. The ambiguous hedge of exhibition statements is mitigated. Countless artist names are mispronounced. Joe offers the audio pick of the day. Mores in karaoke are discussed, and the future is again foreshadowed. Be sure to visit brainfuzzpodcast.com for show notes and links to resources discussed today. Recorded live at Matthew's studio, just steps from Safe Space, the triumphant fourth season continues now with this 70th episode. Here are Joe Kumusa and Matthew White. Curating a show. Putting together a show around a theme and then selecting artists for those shows. Cool. And the one that, the, what I wanted to do, I, pro- I provided what I wanted to see first. And that was, uh, I want to see a show exploring the nature of consciousness in the post-information age. And I don't have all my prompts in front of me, but what I, what I, what I focus on was, okay, let's get an idea for, let's take this idea for a show. Mm-hmm. Let's get uh, certain artists that, that meet certain parameters and give me an exhibition statement. And I went a little bit further with it, which you know, I just needed to see what would happen. But I, um, here's what I ended up with. Here's the, here's the statement generated for this proposed show. The nature of consciousness in the post-information age is a multimedia exhibition that explores the intersection of art, science, and technology. The exhibition features works by 12 artists from various professional and educational backgrounds in the United States. Through their works, the artists explore the challenges of globalization, macroeconomics, and technology. The exhibition aims to challenge our understanding of consciousness in the post-information age and to encourage us to think about how we can use technology to enhance our understanding of ourselves and the world around us. I would like to see this show, would you? Sure, and you got intersection in there, so that's Absolutely. five points for... Well, what I found was that it was, it was spitting out what it was supposed to spit out in a lot of ways. But here's now. So this, these are the artists. This is this is one. what it this is what it threw oh, out. Oh, nice. So twelve artists, and I'm going to you you in whatever you know you throw in because okay. I didn't. This is your show. Trevor Paglin, who you. Uh, he was uh, a Dodd chair at, the, at uh, Lamar Dodd School of Art fairly recently. So uh, ChatGPT says, uh, well the. The results here say uh, Trevor Paglin is an artist and geographer who explores the intersection of art, science, and technology, which oddly sounds like what's That's in our exhibition one. statement. Right yeah. there, yeah. Uh, Hito Styrel. Now, I'm going to mispronounce some of these names because I'm not familiar. He, I'm going to say Hito Styrel was a German filmmaker and artist who explores themes of globalization, feminism, and technology. So what they're doing, so what the uh, AI is doing apparently is pulling mm-hmm. these bios from these sites, and then uh, next artist, Lynn Hirschman Leeson, 
an American artist working in a variety of media, including photography, video, and installation art. Corey Archangel. Yep. Digital media and technology. Takeshi Murata. American artist, works with digital media and animation. Rafael Lozano Hemmer. A Mexican-Canadian artist, working with interactive installations and public art. Juliana Huxtable, American artist working with photography, video, performance art, music. Cao Fei, Chinese multimedia artist working with video, photography, installation, art, and virtual reality. Mm. Nam Jun Pike, he was a Korean American artist who worked with video art and electronic media. Ryan Tricarton. He is an American artist working with video art and installation. Akaya, I'm sorry if I'm... Akaya Karanen and uh, Tammy Nguyen. And then I, I wanted a little more clarity, like, okay, post-information age, when we talk about that, because I was just off the top of my head here. What are we... What, what is this exactly? And I got this back. The post-information age is a term that refers to a time when machines will understand individuals better over time. It is a time when digital living will include less and less dependence upon being in a specific place at a specific time, and the transmission of place itself will start to become possible. It is also a time when information has become so abundant that it has lost its value. So did it pick any works from these artists? No, I didn't go that far, but what I but it could. But what I did do is I sought potential donors to put a show together in uh, specific spaces where something like this might work. And started to get some pretty interesting stuff. Now, the 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 problem that I'm running into so far, and again, exponential, so this will all change in I don't know how soon, but is the inability to kind of read the room. And, and, and that, I don't know how that gets fixed, I, I, but I think it will be fixed. So then I said, okay, all right, fine. You know what? I gave it too much information. Let's okay. see what it does on so its own. Is, this is batch two. This is batch two. Huh. And what I did was I threw batch, I threw batches of artists at Joe because I, uh, I wanted him to just, you know, it'd be, See the names, see if he had any connection with, with, with these. So in this in this query, what I did was just throw out, okay, let's just put a show together. Give me some ideas for putting a show together. I'm a clueless curator. I've got to have a show together. I've got to, I've got to present it tomorrow at the, at the meeting. Okay, here we go. Uh, and here is what it threw back. Here's some um, here's some ideas, and I was amazed by what I got back. It was uh, here original theme ideas for a group art show that you might find interesting. So to, you changed the theme. Now what I did was I just threw it all to, and I said, "Hey, put a show together." Right, but I'm curious because there's a key word here that. Um, Really, really interests me in this batch, the second batch. Oh, okay, yeah, no, you'll see where I'm going with this. Okay, here we go. Th that you did come up with, no. or it did on its own. No. So first, I said, give me some ideas for a show. Okay. All right. So I'm sorry, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Batch two, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Okay, here we go. 
original theme ideas generated by AI. Here's a show idea, tiny art. Small work in two or three dimensions measuring no larger than 20 centimeters by 20 centimeters. One benefit of a theme like this is that many entries can be displayed within a studio space. Okay, great, great, thank you. Number two, national identity. This theme incorporates artwork in any medium that is inspired by your country. National colors, icons, and flag can be used as inspiration. I'm a little nervous about that. Number three, self-portraiture. This theme is able to be widely interpreted, and it can be a great way to showcase diversity among a group of artists. Okay. How about a nature show? Okay, you yeah. know, landscapes, animals, okay. Dreams. This theme could include artwork inspired by dreams only, or music. Maybe the theme includes artwork inspired by music. Okay. Food. This theme could include artwork inspired by food, still lives, or abstract art. Time. How is food and abstract art it's related? Abstract. Good question. Um, I don't know. It looks <laughs> like my Italian dinner that I spilled on the floor. Like, what? All right. All right. Time. This theme could include artwork inspired by time. Maybe clocks, hourglasses. Science fiction and then fantasy. So I'm like, okay, I'm not really crazy about any of these except for tiny art. So I said, what would happen if we were going to put a, a tiny art show together? What, what are some possible ideas? And it, here's what it came back with. You could, title, you could title the show Small Wonders, Tiny Treasures, Little Gems. I think I had an assignment this semester that had Small Wonder in it, and it was based on... Really? Yes, to do mini still life with a bird's eye view. So I actually stumbled onto this world of like... Really? People. Yeah, and it's amazing. Like some of these people make yeah. these little mini dioramas and stuff. It's like, yeah. whoa! Well, that's what, this yeah. is what I came up that's with. That's why so I got excited when I saw it. Says, so it said, little gen... Are you going to run with this? You should run with this. Miniature masterpieces, small but mighty is another title. Pocket-sized art. I like this one. Small scale, big impact. Oh... The art of miniature. Here's another one. Small works, big talent. And then tiny triumphs. So I thought, oh, great. You know, let's just go with the art of miniature. And here's the exhibition statement I got. The art of miniature is a celebration of small-scale works that pack up big punch. This exhibition showcases the incredible talent and skill of artists who work in miniature, creating intricate and detailed pieces that are both beautiful and awe-inspiring. From tiny sculptures to miniature paintings, this show explores the many ways in which artists can use small scale to their advantage, creating works that are intimate, delicate, and full of wonder. All right, Joe. It works. You... It's, it's to the point. They didn't use ephemeral or... Uh, <laughs> it didn't say this work tries to address the question, or it addresses the... You know, yeah. Or maybe it doesn't. It didn't do the, the typical, the uh, ambiguous uh, hedge of every... <laughs> the ambiguous that hedge. That is pretty impressive, though. Well, I got to thinking I would like to see this show. You should make it. You've so got here... this lovely space. You could save space. Tiny works. You, fit, you know how many tiny works you could fit in that safe? It is a walk-in safe, by the way. Yeah, there you go. It's, uh, it's pretty impressive. Here are the artists that, uh, again, artists that I'm, I'm going to... Anya, 
Markowick. They did a pretty good job with that. I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. Tatsuya Tanaka. Thomas Doyle. Randy Haig. Margaret Hicks. In the case of Anya here, creates mesmerizing miniature sculptures out of paper. Tatsuya Tanaka is a Japanese art director and photographer who creates miniature scenes. So that good. And then there are the dioramas you were talking about. American sculptor who creates miniature dioramas. Now this is good. I'm getting some extra names to add to uh, one of my infamous PowerPoints. You know what would fit there well is Joe Fig. Okay, so here's what's great about this, Joe, is that if you so if you were to generate a list of 15 to 20 artists, let's say you end up with five of them that are yeah. going to be involved, but then you supplement, you say, oh, and then this would be... And so that, that's what I would argue is um, AI-enhanced um, curation. You're gunning towards a hot curatorial position somewhere here in the... I'm thinking the metro area. I'm thinking what I would. I like do. it. You, yeah. You could start wearing a beret. And... Mm-hmm. So then I said, "All right, here's what I would like to see, because we don't see, we don't just celebrate beauty enough." And here, Joe, I'm we. I will not read the batch three, okay? But I'm just gonna. You have the list. We're I have not the gonna. List and I know of no. some of these and follow a few. And... Do you really? Yeah. You did. I yeah. I already yeah. You you probably saw artist number two. Yes. In your travels. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, that was the one I'm like, yeah, spot on. Totally on. Yeah. Okay. So here's what so here's what what I wanted to do was focus on artists of the southeast and beauty. Here we go. This is this is the AI generated The Beauty of the Southeast. Amidst the chaos and uncertainty of our world today, it can be easy to forget about the importance of beauty, but it is precisely during these times that we need it most. And often, this beauty is right in front of us. This exhibition is a celebration of the power of beauty to uplift and inspire us, even in the darkest of times. Through the work of these talented artists, we are reminded that there is still so much beauty in the world worth stopping to appreciate. Now, I did give it a jumping off point. It's good, though. I gave it a jumping off point. I just wanted to see what we came up with. I will not be sharing the list of the six. And why won't you? I would just... Um... I'm curious. Because when I hear that title, yeah, it makes total sense. And um, But, like, what, what's your hesitation? Okay. Uh, okay. Let me say this. They were not... It was not diverse enough... I mean, I thought a couple of right, levels. It is very yeah. interesting the way it, the terms. Are I know, work. but like it's fascinating the difference between these three, three tiers. Like to see yeah. some of these that are like very heavy hitting artists that are like in the academic, uh -huh. you know, circuit. Yeah, and then and also you know showing worldwide yeah. and all of that. But it's like it's a very specific niche. Um. The second one, like I said, I stumbled onto, and it's like this. It, it is a whole other smile. It's a tiny world. Yeah. Uh, and then we get this, and I, like I said, I knew a few of those names. And you're right. It's huge. Apparently, huge reach. Looks. I mean, who knows what kind of? But it seems like very successful in terms of. I don't know what price points are. Yeah. But it's interesting that like, and whether any of this airs, I don't know. But like, there's a hesitation. There's a judgment on it. Uh huh. Is where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, what I didn't understand was why, what I would have liked to have seen was a little more 
Well, but this is where you can augment it, right? You can take this and say, okay, sure. let's start here, but then what it, What would happen if we... Did you put we, south? This was south? Yes. I specifically wanted southeast. But that's, interestingly, that's what, because I can think of how many that would, yeah. would fit, you know. But what's odd to me is that, like, for instance, when you're talking about beauty and, like, there's no... I don't think there's really any lands. Well, maybe a little bit of landscape. I think there but, was one. But not like I was thinking to go the other way, like some pretty hardcore, like plein air, like really high yeah. end. Like you're not seeing that. Uh, it was a lot of very happy, feel good. Again, there's nothing wrong with it, but isn't it amazing? Because the term beauty is so loaded and or frowned upon at times in certain corridors. Yeah. But again, there's that slippery slip. We, how much beauty do you want? <laughs> well, and then I thought, okay, that, how? So I wonder if it was working sheerly from. This is this is the likelihood is that it was working from terminology. If beauty was on the website or beauty was in the how art much bin. do you think also from like in this case just looking at like their Instagrams that have huge followings? Do you think it's also was somehow seeing like what's it has to be like where they rank on either certain sites and, or and I, and that was I was trying to figure that out and I couldn't okay because that's like I said to look at this list of 12 call it like less than 25 artists like it's an amazing swing here mm-hmm. it's interesting I know it's fascinating but I agree with you in terms of uh, in terms of like a starting point you know to be able to type that kind of stuff in and get those kinds of statements and then enhance, mm-hmm. revise versus, um, I mean, I think if I was going to try to do something like that, I'd literally be probably be staring at my bookshelves and pulling stuff out and, you know, and my note, like, however, well, and here is something that could get you what I was quicker. En- yeah, what I was encouraged by was that it got me out of my limited, Yeah. you know, the, it, it took the... Um, blinders off and I was thinking about people and topics that I wouldn't have thought about and then yeah I could bring I would say in the first category and in the uh, second certainly in the last the the third that there are people I would like to see on that 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 just didn't even come up that was what another thing that was interesting to me is I as I was kind of working with it like give me ten more or give me yeah. And I wouldn't get it kind of like left at it. So, so you would have had to re do like the initial query in terms of the, the, the yeah. word, search words. The interesting thing is with time, the and I had someone very smart guy that I was talking with about this and he was telling me that and, and he's absolutely right about this, is with time what we will see is the way in which you structure the queries. Even sure. even though it becomes more conversational. Um, kind of working with the technology to, uh, to, but wow, what a great okay. And then just, I said, you know, what would be some good uh, guess for uh, brain fuzz? Essentially, are you familiar with brain fuzz? And you know, we have a kind of a huh. And it was not willing to give me a lot of information. Like you know, I'm not, I'm not supposed to do huh. something. So, you know, like, like no, no, no. It's like, People don't want to do our show. They're talking. <laughs> oh, finally, I got it out of them. Out of it. Them. That. It. Uh, it 
suggested number one. Trevor Pagan? No. Kara Walker. Interesting. St. Vincent. Annie Clark for the... ta Nahisi Coates? Yeah, it's, I think it's it's close enough. Tanahisi Coates. I think it is. Or filmmaker Ava DuVernay. Huh. Ava DuVernay. Yeah, I don't know that name. I don't either. I didn't know that. That's fascinating. Is that something or what? Possible uh, for this whatever. Just some late night noodling on the. Uh, oh no! On the laptop. Was, no, this was a very thoughtful exercise. Very thoughtful exercise. How many hours do you think you put into this? Is this days of... No, an hour. Mo- an hour. All of this in one sitting? And yeah. And it, it snowballed to... One sitting in a coffee shop. Ah. Mm-hmm. So Which... As someone was eyeing your table, like, hey, you gonna... You, you done? No, and the whole time there's a 50-50 shot that uh, we would be looking at an extinction-level event. One day you're putting a show together. The next day... No, I, this doesn't, this level of um, suggestive uh, intelligence or what have you, to me sounds great, because, you know, I mean, it's like the equivalent of when people are sitting around spitballing, great expression, um, like you're saying, like, how do you get beyond um, your normal comfort zone of artists? And like, for me, that's like, maybe those survey books have been great, like, you know, like the vitamin P or D painting Vitamin P for painting or vitamin D for drawing. There's a sculpture one. and uh, But, you know, like, that's, like, so antiquated. That's, like, Model T, Ford era. That's still my go-to. But to be able to go a little quicker, obviously I'll search for stuff online and yeah. get my Commodore 64 working and um, do my dial-up via Earthlink. Which we, can talk, which we can talk about in our new segment, Computer Corner. Computer Corner. Um, yeah, no, that, that got my brain like stimulated on a few uh, levels, and now it's like then having to parse through how many pages of like, where was that? Um, well, I, I commend you. That's some serious uh, top tier research and prep, uh, which will go in the, uh, the old school uh, brain fuzz time capsule that I am custodian and curator of. The brain fuzz audio pick of the day. And there spins just so much. And I know so, nothing about where you're no, going. No, you don't. I know, but that's what I like. I got to read. There was an, an actual. Uh, I don't really journal like a. There's anything wrong with it, but uh, you know, like one day, and it, you know what it comes from? Like, I need music in the club just as a background, so I don't have a complete nervous breakdown. And yeah. Most students when they're working, like yeah. at studios, they've got headphones. Sometimes I can actually hear their music better than mine, which I can't imagine the hearing damage, but, uh, yeah. But, um, anyway, as, uh, one that kind of, uh, I mean, that we all do in these times, one that kind of struggles with, uh, mood and, uh, sorry, I'm paging, I want to find the exact words, but it was like kind of one of these little sudden, kind of like your AI moment. The caption, I can almost see it like a cartoon where I'm just like, you know, you know, older balding white man realizing that his record collection, specifically like the choices that he makes to listen, are the exact source 
of his depression and anxiety. It's, a, yeah, it's, it's not helping, you know? This so, is like reductress um, or... Well, kind of, I guess. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm a little slow, but... Uh, so anyway, I've been trying to make a concerted effort, like not just in studio, but like cooking, household chores, like to... Uh, instead of silence, which I've gotten a lot more into silence, it's that, that can be an unnerving sometimes, too. More Harry Styles? Too much. Sty no, silence. No, I like, thought you were trying to integrate maybe more Harry no, Styles. No, but just trying something. to get stuff that's got like a lot more Some rhythm of, and just upbeat. And yeah. so, so it's been really going like, you know, obviously the go-to, a lot of early, you know, 70s, you know, funk, you can't go wrong there yeah. for the most part. A lot of like late 50s, 60s, you know, like that Bakersfield country, can't beat, you know, Buck Owens. Uh, a lot of stuff, you know, I've never stopped listening to Buddy Holly, but you know, like a lot of that early rockabilly stuff, you know, it's, do you find yourself kind of... It gets what? I think for a while, I just kind of stayed in the record collection every now and I'd pull it out, but you know, it just wasn't like in a constant rotation, but, uh, and then like say jump into stuff that were, you know, huge hits from like say late 60s, early 70s, like even like Marty Robbins, things that had great production value. Yeah, yeah. But like growing up, you know, you're getting Led Zeppelin shoved down your throat. Uh, that doesn't sound good. Um, you know, like, like the classic rock juggernaut. But then you go back and you listen to some of this stuff. I mean, the harmonies are gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of it's also because it's coming out of like the people that are writing, arranging, and playing. We're mostly jazz music, you know, jazz yeah. musicians. Yeah. And like, I think we have lost something there. So anyway, my musical, uh, uh, explorations have been all over the place recently in terms of like again just trying to break find new ground uh and not just kind of get stuck with like mid-tempo you know or you just i mean how many of it you can have you know a thousand records you're just, a lot of people used to listen to the same yep. thing yep so somehow i discovered uh i don't know how i missed this phrase he's canadian but my audio uh pick of the the day uh is a, a a singer-songwriter, she loved that term, uh, by the name of Andy Schaff. A couple really good records, a lot of really good performances you can find on YouTube. Um, but the record that I'm uh, dialing into is called The Party. And uh, came out in uh, May of 2016 on the uh, fabulous Anti label. Oh, wow. Um, with some really good... You know, not not necessarily all upbeat, but um, just really good songwriting and lyrics if you're in a lyric person. But here's the thing. So he's kind of got that savant. So writes all of it, performs all of it, engineered and produced it. And I think most so then then he has to go on the road. And yeah. I'm thinking, imagine the hell of trying to... I mean, you can find good musicians, but it's still not like... This is like Brian Wilson times 10, you know? Wow. And he's a youngish... Um, you know, like Elliot Smith was similar, but uh, you know, like, but I feel like this guy is going in a different direction. What's interesting to me is that this is a concept album. It is called "The Party," and it's set at a house party. So each song is kind of like a vignette, and it all takes place in a single night. But the opening song, which is my, probably my favorite song by this guy, and he's got about five or six records, it's called "The Magician." Um, got a very memorable hook in terms of the uh, the singing. Uh, and then the, the closing song, Martha Sways, also is one of my favorites. But uh, if you um, Google, um, or I say you should YouTube, um, 
Andy Shoff, like the magician, there's an excellent live performance live from the Drake Hotel, like in black and white. I think I sent that to you. Yes. And your reply was the tone. Yeah. Uh, But really good feel. There's a lot of space in the music. The lyrics are, you know, uh, worth listening to. But So I've heard a couple of different interviews with him, and uh, I was really blown away by his commitment to his the writing as in like actually sharing that with other writers and like seeing like am i what here's what i'm trying to communicate is it coming through forget even the music side of it so it says fans also like fox warren that's a band he's also in yes and uh interestingly cass mccombs you remember cass yes yeah i i can't recall that show well enough because it was loud as hell is what i do remember and it was all the was it Steely Dan and the on uh, the Uber on the way over? Or was it Journey? I can't no, remember. It was Steely Dan in the? It was, but uh, I don't know. You know, again, it's uh, each record is is like kind of a concept, which is an interesting way to kind of build a record. And apparently, he had this like all recorded, then got the deal with the label, and I, you know, probably because he had access to better gear, hmm. re-recorded like almost all of it. So what was it, eight or nine records, right? I think like six or seven. There's some EPs. There's a new one out right now called Norm, uh-huh. which is uh, kind of interesting, the character. Because I think everyone's like, wait a minute, is this autobiographical? Because apparently there's like some weird themes of like voyeurism and apparently stalking. Like apparently this, the Norm isn't exactly the... Uh... So I don't know. It's worth oh, maybe boy. checking out. But uh, well, I don't know. Ever... I just thought, you know what? It's just... Um, there's there's definitely some really intense songwriting. Not like a Richard Buckner, like I love Richard Buckner, but like that can clear a room quickly when people are like, I just can't handle this right now, man. All the talk about like drinking brown liquor and uh but yeah, anyway, but that was uh, I had to narrow it down, but there were a lot of uh, a lot of good records have come into the uh into the uh, the home recently and because uh, like I said, I'm not streaming. I'm sure that would make the, the search a lot easier. But it just it's uh, overwhelming, and I'm trying to limit technology rather than so occasionally. I still, you know, how I feel like I'm discovering music these days is like a few of like I don't want to say bizarre, but uh, definitely not mainstream kind of podcasts. Yeah, one that I will I highly uh, will recommend called Creative Control. Um, guys just eats and sleeps music. Yet like has a day job, has a family. And as someone who's like, as we try to do this lovely podcast thing, like I, it's easy to see like he's really good at it in terms of his choice of questions and his dedication to the format. And uh, and he talks to like a lot of you know famous, celebrated. I mean you know like Steve Albini and Neo yeah. Case. Like people are that like that are on his show and like seem to know him. And yet he's now in Edmonton. He was like outside of Toronto, but just you know that's that's still like you're not like yeah. in New York or Philly. Like how do you? Um, so anyway, but it's been interesting to kind of backfill, um, cause, uh, my method of, uh, you know, finding new music is so antiquated, you know, and so much, so much of it was based on the printed word. That's yeah. how we did it. And, you know, and hanging out in record stores, but like that, that doesn't really exist. I know there's pitchfork and all of that, but again, it's, you talked about information overload. That's where I just can't handle it. Yeah. So to try to find ways to be open and seek out some of the stuff. I pick up so much now. If I'm hearing something, oh, like, and I shazam it, and then I 
and then I can revisit mm. it. So I'm doing that. But you're right. There's nothing quite as rewarding as discovering it, um, like in a record shop or hearing it in a place where you you know they've kind of vetted whatever they're. I got a kick out of having coffee the other morning, which is a rarity out out you know and actually being a co- and actually get a seat in a coffee shop mm-hmm. is amazing. <laughs> uh, and watching people try to figure out where the outlets are and oh yeah and being admonished that's cord's got to go under the rug and um, uh, wow I'm yeah. gonna be here for a while but uh, so you familiar with this is another one of those like lost not even a lost classic but if if you heard of Karen Dalton the name's familiar okay so if you, but anyway having copy like I know this song because it's just it's so so it's like early seventies folk and just I'm, I'm going to say a voice that's close to like, I mean, this is a white woman, but you've got like a little bit of a Billie Holiday and Lucinda Williams kind of slurry, uh, uh, but kind of bluesy. Uh, but I saw like, what are the odds? And just like a career, I had a lot of promise hmm, and then yeah. just, you know, just a life that just didn't go so hot. And, uh, Apparently with the record In My Own Time was, you know. Yeah, that's a good one. But all of a sudden, you know, like a, probably a boutique, like, what was it, Four Guys with Beards? I'm trying to think of some of these other labels that usually seem to be the ones that, like, will find one of these, re-release it, and then, of course, if you're with the cultural Illuminati in a, in a coffee shop, that's where you're going you're gonna to hear it. So I have, I have one question on this, on this music bit, because I think this is important. So not only, um, we have many talents, but... Uh, well, I know one that you keep close to the vest is uh, this professional karaoke circuit you referenced a couple of times. So, uh, okay. So there's what's your take on this theory that quote people with good singing voices should not be allowed to do karaoke? Yeah, I don't understand that. And you sent me, to, and I forget who was it that posted <laughs> it was, that. It was pretty good. Who was it that posted that? Do you want to know the exact? Well, I don't just I don't want you know. Somebody posted that. Yeah. You sent it to me. Yeah. And I saw that and I was I was puzzled because I don't under if 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 what is there to aspire to? If there's some, I mean I know there's well, that, I think she was getting at the, the aspect of like the ringer. And you've said that. We have a, a very talented uh, friend of ours who you were saying at the moment, like you said it was a fantastic performance. But you even were saying, like, for a moment there, you had that, like, oh, envy, some yeah, hangs totally like, coming from. In- I think place that's of where envy. this person's coming okay. from. So, All right. now and, that I understand. So if you just rattle that off in a, like a text, like, oh, just you know, oh, people should. Bleh. Okay, yes, I've have felt that. I've been there, and and uh, I will say, I will go on the record right now saying that I heard Mike Stassi, a luminary. Absolutely killed a version of my way, in a very casual setting. It was not. It, it wasn't. You know, and I just thought I'll never be able to hit my way like he did. And it had always been kind of something I might aspire to. So yes, envy. Absolutely. Did, did had you already performed and you had to follow that, or was this like David Bowie going on after Queen at Madrid, <laughs> and you're just like, damn it. I don't know, but I'm all, I, I think I already had and was feeling like, okay, solid solid job there. Uh, feel, feel pretty good about turning in the take performance. It, you did taking it to the streets? <laughs> yeah, my falsetto. I engaged my falsetto, my head voice. 
No, he got up there and absolutely killed it. And ever since then, I thought, besides the energy level that this person has. Oh, yeah. How, we got to get him on here. Uh huh. We really he'll should. Take, he'll, that's it. He'll be hosting the show from now on. Oh, yeah. Total. Uh, like, why would we, we listen to like, you? will have a new font. Everything. Yeah. New font, new website. New website, new font. Apparently. And, All right. So this is Neat Mom, Emily Murnane. Okay. I don't know who this is. But it, here's the quote. People with good singing voices should not be allowed to do karaoke. Sorry, but it is not fun watching you do a, a little star search performance. I'm here to see drunk Keith fight for his life through living on a prayer as God intended. And then someone, the inner theater kid always comes out. All right, these are two separate people. Okay, so Neat Mom must have posted this, and this was... Uh, oh, it's good stuff. Well, it, it you know... I've learned a lot about on this karaoke circuit that, that uh, it's a circuit now. Like, yeah, you go to like Greenville on the weekends, and then that what is what is fascinating? Some of these people, the stories that I've heard, is, is that how picky they get about sound systems, about room, about all, and that, and so yes, I agree. There's a point where it goes too far, and you've lost the, you know. Uh, but I also appreciate that because, you know, it's hard for, I mean, public speaking, whatever, putting oh, yourself sure. out there, you know, and so if you do put yourself out there, you want the mic to work, you want it to, you want it to be charged, you want the, you know. You know, I bet you, you you're crossing the line into professional and you're probably bringing your own rig with you. Hang on, no, I got my own. I'm good. Uh, yeah. You can just... Well, you bring an in-ear monitor, and can can we? Uh, is there any way that I can? So I have never played in bands. I've sung on stages. Uh, I have never done karaoke once. Well, I've got an opportunity I have for been, you coming I, up. I don't think I could do it. You, well, bring the missus. You know what? Let's do it I sometime. Still don't, I think I don't. I... Find show notes and links at brainfuzzpodcast.com. Engage in the dialogue via Instagram at brainfuzzpodcast or. Hashtag anywhere on social with Brain Fuzz Podcast. AI support provided by Play.ht and Melabytes. Thanks to our listeners, our donors, patrons, partners, communities, supporters, and stakeholders everywhere. Oh.